Let's just let's just wing it. Wingity wing it. Okay. I'm gonna wang it. This is oh a my god, don't wing it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> just wings, no just wings. wings. <laughs> Welcome to the Book Squad Podcast. 94% bookish banter, 6% shenanigans. From Lawrence Public Librarians, Kate Gramlick and Polly Kim. Hello, Kate. Hi, Polly. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. It's Great. springy. Perfect. Great. I'm so glad. Having Indian food for lunch. Oh, are mm. you and Meredith going? Mm-hmm. Farts. Farts. Sorry. Ah, that sounds awesome. I, I think know. I'm having leftovers for lunch. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, I hope I'm having leftovers for lunch tomorrow, and I hope it's leftovers of Indian food. <laughs> <laughs> well, today you is going to have to do you tomorrow you a favor mm-hmm. and not eat everything. Past I guess. me, future me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they do a good job. Yes, uh, like today where we wrote notes last week for something we're doing this week. Uh-huh. <laughs> good job, past me. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so bookish news. Yeah, right, that's not what we're up to, right? Yeah. Uh, so there's an adaptation that I, uh, am both excited and nervous about. I learned in perform, well, I did grad school with a bunch of performance studies people and (laughs) more obnoxious than even it sounds. Uh, and one time I was doing this spoken word thing and was... (laughs) is going somewhere that I didn't expect. Okay, keep going. Okay, and Chris Collins, uh, he told me, I was like, I am so nervous. And he said, well, the body processes nervousness and excitement in the same sort of way. Oh. And so if you just, if you feel really nervous and you say, actually, what I'm feeling is excitement, your body will be like, oh, yeah, totally. That's what I'm feeling. Oh. Because it's just so similar. I feel like you're giving me a life lesson right yeah. now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what I'm I'm excited nervous about the adaptation of the power. <laughs> I, I tell taking, myself I'm nervous. I was taking that but way deeper. No, than, that it does. I mean, it does. It helps me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. That podcast over. Done. <laughs> adaptation of the power. Uh, yeah, because uh, so oh. so yeah. Reed Morano, who did um, some of the Handmaid's Tale. Um, and who also worked with Beyonce on Lemonade uh, is adapting this with the help of um, Sister Pictures. That so. sounds – that's promising. That sounds yeah. very promising. That's why I'm excited about it. That's why I went from nervousness and I'm then I told really myself I'm excited. excited to see this turn into – Zap, 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 zap. Yeah, I hope I want to see, see this electricity thrumming out of the rain upon them. Yeah, uh, I'm very excited. Uh, yes. Uh, what I'm hoping is that it's maybe they um, lean into queerness more um, mm-hmm. or look mm-hmm. more at like different gender things because those yeah. were some very valid critiques that some right. of my book club members pointed out. Um, yeah, that got that got kind of. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, and I think like you visually see they you were could there yeah. and made, yes, you could make it more yeah, yes, prominent. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Thanks for the yeah. words. I, I appreciate you tell your hand gestures while you're talking. I'm just over here, like just throw me a word. Throw me a word. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. Uh, yeah. So we discussed the power in episode 18, 20 episodes ago. Has it been that long? Yeah, yeah. Because it's 38, and that's the one thing I can math oh. is 20 minus. Uh, that feels I know. so weird. I know. It just feels like we just did that one. I know, because we just think about it a lot. Mm-hmm. The zapping. Zap, zap, zap. The electrocuting the water. Boop, boop. Ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm excited. <laughs> we got we got some. Well, this is a very good one so Ooh. far. <laughs> uh, so, yes, that's some bookish news. We also learned um, yesterday that... I don't know why this is so accenty. Um, this is a performance studies thing. <laughs> Today, <laughs> yesterday we learned that uh, another book that we discussed, maybe it was episode twelve. I want to say. Mm. Uh, it's the, like you have an encyclopedic knowledge of our. Pew, pew, pew. I check the stats a lot. Uh, <laughs> the all the light we cannot see is going to be ad- <gasps> ad- adapted, yes. and I hope they also do a good yes. job of that. Maybe you will and... like it better. Mm-hmm. Here's like they... zero chance we're going to watch it. But I will <laughs> definitely listen to someone telling me that it's good. I'll tell you about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just, it's interesting. These are ways that you can kind of, like, I don't want to say redeem, but just delve. Fix, for, yeah. fix issues that maybe the author didn't mm-hmm. catch or and the yeah. editor and, and anybody in the production <laughs> process. Like not one single maybe person. Maybe didn't catch um, these well, things. Right. Well, because or... like The Power, for instance, is written by a white woman, um, but Reed Morano is a woman of color. And so I think having um, like both of those more vo- Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, okay. So, yeah. No, I've switched. I'm excited. I'm not nervous. Okay. I'm excited. Good. Mm-hmm. I'm super glad for you. Um, Thank you. What ha- did you ever, did you ever end up watching the um, potato literary and potato, the Guernsey no. literary mm-hmm. and potato peel pie society no, adaption? Hungry. You should watch it. It's uh-huh. food. I might get internet. You liked that book, right? Yes. I might get internet next month. Okay. Um, I think it's on... Isn't it on Netflix? Netflix. Okay. Yeah. I'll think so, about it next month. Okay, good. <laughs> or I'll watch it at work. My Just kidding. <laughs> I would never. I literally I was like, don't, I was about to say, but you can't watch it at work <laughs> when you said that. I would never. <laughs> okay. Um, I stick to YouTube clips at work. All right, dogs. so... Uh, let's, uh... Well, that's all the news we've got. How... What, what's that's all the news. That's it. Period. It's fit to talk about. All right. Fit to spit. What's your... Two- <laughs> God. All right. What is your... My two-book minimum. All right. Let's, um... Let's talk about my two books. I noticed minimum. you're going with a color theme on your titles. I am. That's mm-hmm. actually, I did not mean to. Um, so actually, this is going to be an interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited. It's going to be these. an interesting. Both of these books ended in a way where I was like, what exactly is happening <laughs> right now? And they were great books. So both of, okay, let me say what they are. Yeah. Before I just jump to the end of my conversation. Mm-hmm. So Washington Black by Essie Ejigwan. Yes. Ejigwan. I'm so I sorry. Essie. I know I I meant to because I hate when people sl- slaughter people's names and I'm doing I'll just it. Call you Plee. Yes. Um Kern. I deserve it. Okay. But um it's Essie Ejigwan, I believe. 
G-Y. That's a, we'll G-Y-A. We'll make sure to Google We'll make sure. Um, again. Anyhow, she wrote a fantastic Essie. book. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's um, <clears throat> it is Own Voices book, and um, it is it's a slave narrative and a scientific tome mm-hmm. and um, a travel novel. Really? Yeah. So um, the the quick and dirty is that um, Washington Black is um, Wash, as he's called in mm. the book, is very young. He's enslaved on a plantation um, called Faith in the Caribbean, and um, he has a very kind of he had a cruel master and then another cruel master came mm. along and when the next cruel master came along um uh, also um the ma- the master's brother shows up and he's a scientist and he's um, oh, wants to be working no it doesn't go that way okay and wants to be working on um he's trying to he's trying to build a cloud cutter essentially a balloon okay um and so um at first he sees wash and he thinks Oh, that, that kid's the right size for ballast. You know what I mean? So hmm. like, cause he's just thinking scientifically. Mm-hmm. He's, he is an abolitionist. He hmm. is, hmm. um, he does hmm. not, he's there running away from his life in London, but he's uncomfortable <clears throat> with, you know, how life on the plantation, oh, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but also doesn't really have any power to do mm-hmm. much about it. So he is, uh, so anyway, he, he develops this relationship, like he, Asks to have Wash be like his assistant, um, and finds out that Wash has this incredible artistic talent mm-hmm. and can draw anything um, he sees, and so um, you know begins to sort of cultivate him as an assistant. You know, thinks of him as an assistant, but also, you know, there's a lot of yeah. maybe doesn't think as deeply about it as he can, mm-hmm. and. Um, at some point, something happens. They escape from the plantation together. In a balloon? In a balloon. Do they? Yeah, they do. Um, and then, and then things happen. So I don't want to give away everything that happens, but they go, they go on a pretty, they go on a pretty uh, far adventure from where they are, hmm. um, and and they get separated, and then. Um, so there's a lot. This book is like adventure-y and you learn a lot about the time period, but there's a lot of just kind of introspection. It's all it's all in Wash's voice. Um, Brad really liked it too. Yeah. So it's really it's really cool and um, it's a good book. It's you don't want to put it down. I mean, for like for you know for a historical mm-hmm. and whatever, yeah. you're also just like, Ooh, what's happening next? Because um, Essie moves us through things very. Like just very, you know, does a really good job of setting a great pace. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, um, and it, she's just a, and she's a real beautiful writer too. So they're like language is good, setting plot. is good, mm-hmm. plot is very interesting. But cool. I will say, I get to the end and I'm like, what's going on now? Mm-hmm. And then it's the end of the book. So um, that happened, and then the same thing happened to me about the second book, Atlas of. Blues and reds. Did I write that right? Oh, because I'm a liar. I thought that sounded wrong. Atlas of reds and blues. How dare I lied? Um, by so, Debbie. Oh, what? Either way, it's Ku colors. So. Yeah, it is Ku. 
That's not even Kate. That's not even Kate's song. I don't high school fight song. I don't even know where that came from. Debbie Debbie S. Lascar writes the Atlas of Reds and Blues. It's brand new out. This just came out in January. And this is also an own voices novel, and it's inspired by um, her home was raided by the police. Mm. Um, I'm not sure why, probably for no reason. Mm. Um, and they, this was, uh, and this novel was um, came from that experience Oof. that she had. So when the novel starts, there is a a woman who's only re- referred to as um, the mother. They're only known as, the person's only known as mother, um, is lying on their driveway, bleeding out. And um, that is the start of the novel. And then it's told and in... And where are they? Um, they're in Atlanta. Okay. Based in Atlanta. And um, that's the start of the novel. Um, the she's They've moved their family from... Um, the suburbs or wait, they move their family from, I think the city to the wealthy suburbs. Mm -hmm. That's where, and, um, so you sort of get a glimpse of like what her life has been like. She's married to a white man. Um, she herself is Indian and, um, and so her experience of like, you move back and forth from her experience of childhood, meeting the Mm -hmm. meeting her spouse um oh i can't she calls him my hero i think is what i if i can remember correctly like he also doesn't have a name i don't think um it's really interesting and so the it's yeah the devices are very interesting of the the going back and forth and so you really have to you know if you don't like that that even though this is a fantastic book also just the language is incredible, really, really well written. Mm-hmm. If you don't like that, you might not like this yeah. book, but, you know, maybe give it a try and mm-hmm. see because it's it's, because such it's a, that good. It's, it's a great book. Um, also, very much a page turner um, yes. because it you. is, it's very interspersed with um, like all of the, the, you know, memory here, memory there, and then back to what's going Mm -hmm. on with with this the mother Mm -hmm. lying on you know bleeding out on and you're just like what's happening yeah yeah how did this happen you're literally like how did this happen Uh and you're trying to piece everything together so it's really but in the end you're also like what the heck but yeah in the end you're left kind of still a little bit wondering Hmm. so i think that's rude when they do that also (laughs) it could be the fact that i'm just Dumb. I just don't, I just, just don't know what's happening at all in any I'm way. Just a no, I mean big that's dumb, dummy, and and I'm not. I didn't quite catch exactly what was happening. I mean, I I think I know. But, well, but also um, like keeping it vague does make it more discussable. Yeah, and there's um, some you. But I think both of these you are definitely left with some room for interpretation. These would both be incredible book club really books. great especially cool. the atlas of reds and blues i think would be a really incredible i think but i think they both, both would be because i think there's just a lot to unpack about the, like the motivations of mm-hmm. of the people and well perhaps we should uh bag yeah them up. i think that we maybe could bag them up um yeah let's let's talk about that but cool. they're they were both um real good and i both i recommend both I well, suggest good. both. Good. 
Good. I hate when you talk about things you wouldn't recommend on the podcast. It happens. It might happen today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so I've got um, the first one is So Far So Good by Ursula K. Le Guin. It's um, her oh. final poems. Oh. And she submitted the manuscript like two weeks before she died, I think, uh, mm. which was last January. And um, did she? she knew she was dying, right? Yeah. Okay. She must have. Because all of these, because I was looking through, I was really, while you were talking, I was looking through my phone, but mm. I was looking for some poems that I took pictures of. So you could have been. I was listening, hmm. but I was also just like with you my eyes not listening. Really... Well, that's why I don't know how the, you your book ends. Do you listen with your eyes? <laughs> yes. How does your anatomy work? <laughs> you don't want to know. It's uh, a very personal question. Mm. And so, um, but okay, so a lot of, and I honestly had never read her poetry before and i haven't even read her science fiction i've only read lavinia which i love um but i mean she's obviously brilliant and wonderful uh but and i was just shelving this one was like well i'm gonna check this out it was just very weird um but so she's got uh the reason why i feel like she knew she was dying is that part of the book is something called like in the ninth decade or something like that mm. like this is all very reflecting on end of life sort of things right. but it's also applicable to anyone because it's just very yolo you know <laughs> if you will soups yolo does they say it's yolo anymore well i just did hashtag right. yolo is what ursula <laughs> K. was basically saying it is true it is true yeah at least the kids just ganked that from her not the other way around. It. okay do people say gank i don't think anyone ever did so yeah. no <laughs> fine uh so she's got one that's okay so like the, for instance um it's called looking back <clears throat> oh are you gonna read a poem i am wow we're getting really theatery uh, up in i know here today okay, okay go <laughs> Never mind, I quit. Uh, Remember me before I was a heap of salt, the laughing child who seldom did as she was told or came when she was called, the merry girl who became Lot's bride, the happy woman who loved her wicked city. Do not remember me with pity. I saw you plodding on ahead into the desert of your pitiless faith. The springs are dry, that earth, those springs are dry, that earth is dead. I looked back, not forward, into death. Forgiving rains dissolve me, and I come still disobedient, still happy, home. So yeah, mm. she knew she was dying. Okay, but yeah, it's wonderful. But then I mean, here's another anybody one. who's ninety has to know that they're dying. No, <laughs> no, I can think of several people who are just never going to. Die. I get right, yes, but also. <laughs> but then here's another one though. Uh, it's called Company. A paw. A questing nose half wakened me, and I let him get under the covers. He curls up and purrs himself to sleep. Cats are less troublesome than lovers. <laughs> I sent that to my ex-boyfriend, actually, which is kind of funny now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, so she funny. Zing. I know. I mean it in that way. That's hilarious. Uh, so it's, it's a beautiful, mix of, it's, like, poignant mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Which I think funny. is always really good because... Oh, there's this other poetry book. I don't even want to talk about it, but I don't want to call it out by name. But it was so heavy and so earnest. Oh, yeah. And you know, I am not very good at that. It was very vulnerable. Uh, mm. But there was no like levity to balance it. Mm. And so it's just like, 
okay, okay, okay. Yes, I get it. You got feels. Uh, oh. But I mean, this is why Ursula K. Le Guin is like a literal genius. Okay, you know, she's, I'm totally one. She that. balances. Do you have that book still? Uh, no, this was actually several weeks ago. But oh. we've got. We should have a couple copies. I of think it. I actually checked this out and then. I did think you not, did. Yes. Did not get to it. Well, I same Z's with I'm Washington Black it. actually. So. Okay. We just are upping Cirques without actually reading anything. <laughs> Good job, us. Uh-huh. Uh, so the next one um, actually just came out, I guess. Um, it is called Dealing in Dreams by Lilium Rivera. Lilium with an M. Hmm. Um, and it's YA, and the cover is gorgeous. Um, it's like this young woman of color, and she's like got these flowers all over her, but then she's also holding, I think, a gun behind her back or a nightstick maybe. Um, so it says, at night, Las Malcriadas owns the streets. Nala leads the fiercest all-girl crew in Mega City. That role brings it brings with it violent throwdowns and access to the hottest bodega clubs. But the 16-year-old grows weary of the life. Her dream is to get off the streets and make a home in the exclusive Mega Towers, in which only a chosen few get to live. To make it to the Mega Towers, Nala must prove her loyalty to the city's benevolent founder and cross the border in search for a mysterious gang... Um, the Ashe Riders. So, girl gang, um, YA butt kicking, uh, <laughs> like a coming of age and finding yourself journey. Um, beautiful cover. It just sounds really awesome. Wait, Wait, this was where's th the setting? Where's that set? Um, Mega City. I think this is okay. like a speculative okay. girl gang sort of thing. And I don't know if there's going to be secret powers um, or like since it's in YA, it's not broken down into like fantasy or whatever okay. you know so it's kind of hard to tell well i was just i also stopped listening to you while you were talking good um and i thought i missed where this no last <laughs> malcriadas so oh no that's the that's the girl gang so that's it's gang. in mega city what i don't Criatus? know mm -hmm. i don't know all is bad what is well no well the bad oh yeah the bad something biatches i don't know oh i don't know but the fiercest all girl crew Okay. So, yes. Anyway, this was on a list of um, awesome uh, own voices like YA or YA by, by well. um, diverse authors. So it sounded really cool. So you're reading that? It's on your... Uh, it's on my to-read list. Get there. Yes. Well, I haven't... It, like, just came out. And I think there's some holes on it, but... We try. We, we do. Try, you guys. I'm just trying to... We're just trying to put the books out there. Yeah. We so sure try to read them all. <laughs> it's we, impossible. We don't always get there. Mm-hmm. So two book minimum. This was Washington Black, Atlas of Reds and Blues. So far, so good. And dealing in dreams. All right. Pick them up, y'all. Okay. Now, oopsies. Um, we've got <laughs> oopsies. Oopsies. She said, she said. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I don't know. Are we ready for this? I don't even know. I don't even know. what. I always want that song to be playing. Me too. Mm -hmm. I think it should be our theme song. Okay. That I think we're gonna have to pay something then for that. I it seems like it. I don't they use it in sport at sporting events a lot. Yeah. Sports ball things. Okay, well, let's talk about this. I'm gonna let you introduce Ruth Ware. Uh yes. So we are discussing the death of Mrs. Westaway by Ruth Ware. W-A-R. Yeah, not like wearing things or like where is it, but like, <laughs> is this? Where. But like where, okay. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, so according to something Poly 
Holly has written this. <laughs> <laughs> She's referred to uh, as the Agatha Christie of our time. I believe that was on the book jacket. Oh, mm-hmm. well, according to some research that she did. Uh, <laughs> on the book jacket. On the book jacket. She turned the book over and found this. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) In-depth reporting. All right, here first. Um, All right, so on a day that begins like any other, Hal receives a mysterious leather letter. Leather. Bequeathing her. I can only, I've only read so much today. Uh, Bequeathing her a substantial inheritance. Uh, She realizes very quickly that the letter was sent to the wrong person, but also that the cold reading skills she's honed as a tarot card reader might help her claim the money. Get that paper. Uh, or bread. Um, I get that bread. Sorry. We'll get both. Uh, <laughs> soon, Hal finds herself at the funeral of the deceased, where it dawns on her that there is something very, very wrong about the strange situation and the inheritance at the center of it. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So you read it with, with your eyes. I read it with my eyes. Okay. I read um, it with my ears. Let me. <laughs> let me. <laughs> That's right. Because you. You can't listen with your eyes, but you can. Read with your ears. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Got it. So I um, I propose that we do this one because yeah. I don't read a lot of psychological thrillers or mm-hmm. suspense. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself that this was a good chance to... Um, She's a very prolific author. Yes. She's clearly the Agatha Christie of and our time. She is the Agatha Christie. That's what I was told. And that this, I mean, I've heard a lot of folks say this was, this was on, I think it was on the library reads yeah. um, list. And it's she just, often is, actually. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, yeah, I think she might actually be moved to a library reads, like. Champs. Yeah. VIPs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why, though. <laughs> because, okay, so my... Hot take, hot take on this. Hot take for a thriller, mm-hmm. um, which normally, I, I mean, the appeal the factor thrill of thrillers is that it like sucks you mm-hmm. in. You can't put the book down. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. immediately like have to know what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not. I was not swept away, not swept and I'm. I don't know if in. that's just where I was. I mean, obviously, I don't understand the other books I read <laughs> either. So, but they did sweep you away, though. That's this the could thing. Be a theme, um, but no, like you liked yeah. the plot and the page turningness. So it's not like you're, you're right. not. You're into right. Page I was like, right ooh, I could not wait to get back to it when I had to put it down. So this one, it just it took me a while to get into it and mm-hmm. to care enough about like the mystery that was happening and the people involved yeah. to solve it. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, adrenaline, like this should be an adrenaline read. Um, and I don't know how, what, what did you think? How was your, what was your experience of it? Uh, yeah, this is, this was cozy, I guess. Yeah. It felt Um, a little, a little like, I mean, I would, and I was also like, Kate is just beating the microphone, beating the heck out of her microphone today. Uh, Okay, I have read some thrillers. Yeah. Um, and there are some things I liked about... I wouldn't even call this a thriller, though. But there were some things I liked about this that um, was different from some of the thrillers. Okay. Which I can delve into in a little bit. But yes, um, this didn't thrill me. Um, I listened to it, and I liked the narrator for the, like, Britishness or whatever she was. Um, the and narrator? I, the narrator. <laughs> and um, she... And I listened to it on 1.25 speed. Did you? So that kind of helped me, I think, a little bit because it kind of like literally picked up the pace a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but okay so my friend simone who is in several book clubs uh she listened to it and she said listen to the audiobook and i think that that added to the general creepy atmosphere and a slow build that i would have blown through more quickly if i was reading it okay parts of this were pretty predictable but also fun okay friggin co-signed yeah okay it, but, yeah it, this was i i think that like I liked that I enjoyed this because of where I was when I read it. Like, I liked the narrator. Um, she was, like, really good with, like, tonal variations when she was talking about mm. Hal's, like, inner thoughts and stuff oh, okay. and how she's piecing together things and, and stuff like that. But then also, and I could paint to this. I was painting my house a okay. little bit. I could paint to it. Yeah. <laughs> And this is, can I paint? Can to I it? paint to it? Hashtag. Uh, uh, but the five, last book I, I listened five to paintbrushes. <laughs> strokes. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> the last book I listened to while painting though was Still Life by Louise Penny. <laughs> oh my god! I am sorry, Heather. Who's gonna be so mad when she listens to this? But she, I thought you did. You liked the book. I though, right? liked the book, but it was just so slow. Oh, okay. So slow. So cozy. And. Um, and I painted to that very easily, but okay. I also was like, yeah. So I liked this better than that. So it just okay. kind of depends on what you've read in one year. Well, um, I have read, <clears throat> so I was trying to think of like what cycle, because the thing is, is like once it got to, you know, so the story is, you know, Hal is a tarot reader. She's 21. And in serious debt. She's and being in serious by debt. These... She's an orphan. Mm -hmm. um, her mom died a, a few years ago and sort of she has, she had to drop out of school and mm -hmm. just take care of herself. She knew nothing about her family. <clears throat> really. And yeah. And so um, I, I felt like she could have dug a little more into that, that piece of her it, present perhaps. Day? Like, like, her pro like, like how she got to the place well i guess i don't know there was, she just had nobody there was just yes, there was nobody. no one there mm -hmm. was no one for her to fall back on mm -hmm. she didn't have any kind of safety net there was mm -hmm. nothing because somehow although, she didn't really make friends i guess yeah although i'm like you are live in britain there is a safety net there like i feel like maybe there's some holes in this plot maybe well she's well, also a very proud person uh, yeah that's true and so is her mother that's true i guess i don't live in Britain and never have. And so I don't know exactly how the safety net works, but it seems like she was a lot more poor than she needed to be uh -huh. <laughs> for, for a, for a, so pull yourself up by your bootstraps. For, for, no, I mean, no, for, I know. for democratic right, exactly. socialism, yeah. you know, like, uh, like yeah. it just seemed like, but she there just should did not have been want more... to, she didn't want to ask. Yeah. Help, I guess I that's guess also that, part of it. Yeah. That could be the case. So that, that piece, I mean, I think because I didn't understand that you weren't piece buying into of that her, already. I wasn't buying yeah. into that piece of her personality as mm -hmm. I, like, she just seemed like incompetent to me okay. instead of proud and mm -hmm. strong yeah. and whatever. She yeah. just, you know, I don't know. No, I can see that that would start it out. I mean, she, and then I was, then, but then at some point I was like, of course she's incompetent. She's 21 years <laughs> That's old. That's the other thing. Yeah. No shade 21 year olds. I understand. I was dumb. Right. But like, of course you yeah. don't know how You're to. You're all by yourself. Right. Yeah. Right. You're doing the best you can. Mm -hmm. You're making money as a tarot reader. Whatever. Talk to this loan shark person. Yeah. That part I didn't get either. I was like, you, well, it didn't, uh, no. Mm -mm. I did not understand why you would take money from a loan shark. Cause you have no one else. Except for the government, which you don't want to take <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, but this that was like a device to make it so that she was like okay with kind of running toward this inheritance thing. Because she's like, yeah, not only am I alone, penniless, 
and rained on all the time, it seems like, because it's very rainy there. Yeah. Uh, but also, someone's going to break my teeth and my knees. My teeth and my bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that that totally makes sense. And then I also, I mean, I thought, um, uh, you know, she was just like, I, I, she felt like right away I'm scamming these people. And I thought, girl, you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. You've never met your grandparents. Mm-hmm. You don't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. You never had a dad. Mm-mm. So like... Why and if why would you think? I mean, your name is on the thing. Like it's not like it was a typo. Eventually, she does come to that conclusion. Like eventually, I think she gets there where she's like, okay, maybe. Well, sure. I mean, I would have been right away. I would have been like, oh my gosh, maybe I don't get that bread. Get that bread. Like I think I would have just been like, I didn't know. Well, but then she checked the birth certificate. It was a whole confusing thing. But. Well, and she also just—I mean, I think maybe she could have used some therapy and some antidepressants. That's because she just was not seeing. No, that's true. She was not seeing all of her possibilities. No, she wasn't. And also, she didn't want to think that her mom maybe hadn't told her the truth. Right. She wanted to believe that she she knew everything. Everything she knew, she knew. Mm -hmm. So whatever. But I did. I will say, like once, like once the once the like. Oh, it's not a psychological thriller. It's more like a psychological analysis of this character (laughs) that we're doing right now. It, well, I did like it did do the thing like it did the thing that a thriller is supposed to do once I finally mm-hmm. got it because then I was like, ooh, okay, you know, there's there's like these three brothers uh-huh. that supposedly are her uncles, mm-hmm. and then there's a missing sister, mm-hmm. and and then um, there's like flashback narrators, and you're not really sure who's narrating, right? It. And um, then so you do get to the point. So I think if you like things that move. A little more slowly, mm-hmm. you like that. You, I mean, I think if, if you're, painting. I think if you normally like psychological thrillers, I don't this know. It's not gonna. Well, I mean, it might be a is little. Is Agatha Christie? She's. I haven't ever. I haven't either. But okay. but she's not like. Right, right, right. Like she's no. not like scary. I want to. Okay, so my. I will tell you, like, my experience of psychological thrillers is Gone Girl, mm-hmm. which is, like, yeah. brutal. Yeah. And that did. Well, I mean, that's psychological. A, that's, like. Right. It's the first time I'd ever really read something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did suck me right in. And I was like, ooh. And I did kind of guess not too far. I mean, it didn't keep me guessing until the end. Mm-hmm. But there were, even though I kind of had it figured out, there were enough twists and turns uh-huh. that I was like, whoo, you know, I mean, yeah. it was definitely like, I didn't see that coming. And, you know, um, and maybe that's, I want, maybe I wanted a little more of that uh-huh. because you did, like, there were, all, there were enough red herrings in here that you, it could have been, mm-hmm. it could they be this thing, so it could be that thing. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I just wouldn't Everybody call this was a thriller. Everybody was toast. Yes. There we go. It's very British. I said it. Uh, I milk. Toast. I just wouldn't go. <laughs> We're putting that on the back of the book with a Q. Milk with toast. Uh, I just wouldn't call it a thriller. I would call it a. Oh, am I going to call it a cozy mystery? It wasn't though. Ugh, I don't know. The more I'm thinking about, it, the less I care about the book. <laughs> Really glad we brought this to you guys. Well, but it, I mean, kind of. Yeah. It's I mean, okay, I am. We like, decided some books are duds. To, yeah. I and mean, not that this is a total <clears throat> dud, but okay, I will say the one positive thing um, that I have. <laughs> so other thrillers, like, yeah, Gone Girl sucked me in. I was confused, blah, blah, blah. Um, I read a lot of B.A. Paris's stuff. My favorite was Behind Closed Doors, which is like 
still sticks with me. Oh, um, okay. uh, Let's see, like Sarah Pinborough, that was the one with a weird ending. Um, there's a bunch of stuff where like, I, it's not even about figuring it out. It's just about like, you're kind of like, what the heck all the time? Like, uh, mm-hmm. is this person reliable at all? Is uh, it, you know, mm-hmm. like, what, right. where am I in this whole thing? I don't know. There, there just wasn't that. But, okay, wait, no, I was going to say the nice thing. So okay. uh, I did like that this person goes into it single, ends it single. Isn't searching, isn't being deceived by a boyfriend, you know, isn't like... There's no love interest thing at all happening. No, it's not called the girl on the Mrs. Westaway or whatever, yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, and what she's looking for, which I thought was really neat, and and the way that like she's kind of swept along is that she's looking desperately for a family. Uh And so, and that's a very, that was a very human emotion to it. It didn't lead to like the thriller feel, but it was a different concept than like I'm looking for the perfect man, mm. or I'm trying to figure out if my husband is you know actually not a right. real person or whatever is actually a ghost or something like right. that. Right. So I liked that. Yeah. It was, and she's you know she's like a strong female. Yeah. Twenty one year old. I think um, so. I just uh, they just didn't, she didn't sell me. Nah. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I, d- I didn't get, I well, wasn't sold. Someone on Goodreads, you'll probably agree with this then, dis- who hated it, described it as having more holes than Swiss cheese. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I will say that, I see that while I was painting, it was fine because I wasn't confused <laughs> and I wasn't like, there was enough repetition and it was basically just imagine it's raining all the time and like that's. Yeah, I think I didn't like the repetition. I think it could have been. Well, right. But if you're painting and right. you, if you miss some of it. Yeah. Just be painting. <laughs> we can't always be painting. We, the next here's segment. the book recommendations for when you're painting or your house. doing your dishes or, or doing your dishes. Half, half like paying attention <clears throat> to your child or something, you know. It's like, all right. You I would. And maybe lot. that's why this is popular is that you can drive to it easily right you know you can sort of be a parent i guess or whatever. yeah no i think okay i think you're making a good point there i did like the tarot mm, oh god yeah me too i liked that but i mean i guess maybe because i just don't that was a, a different device true exactly so i was like ooh, it made me wonder like does is ruth wear into tarot she must be you know well, she knew a lot about the yeah right well, and also, like, the discussion of what tarot is, I thought was really interesting. Because it's not, as she says multiple times, it's not, like, a predictor. But right. it's a, it is a device or, like, a, it's a, a lens. Yeah, because if you've had ever had your cards read, you I know, the they ask you um, to bring a question. Mm-hmm. Like, you bring a question. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, it's therapy yeah. without... A qualified yes. therapist in the room. I mean, you really are like ask. You really are like it's like horoscopes. Exactly right. You're examining what and what do they say about horoscopes? They're not real, and yet they are. They're yeah. the realist. I mean, yes, it's Scorpio. But um, yeah, I think it's that. Uh, I so I liked that aspect. I just I always like it when a book does something I don't expect. Mm-hmm. Like oh hey. 
uh, I've never read about this before, uh-huh. you know, and yeah, I'd never. You like learn some stuff from the fiction. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there, so there was that. So I, I guess what I, I guess my anal- final analysis would be, it wasn't as grab, grab mm-hmm. me by the throat, twisty, Mm-mm. like, whoo, as I thought a psychological I mean, there was thriller. twists and there was death. It just there wasn't. Was. I, I think I wanted it thriller. to be a little more gritty. Well, then let's listen. Let's read um, Behind Closed Doors by B.A. Paris. That is a mind okay. fart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will do. All right. Well, so... actually, we were also going to maybe read um, Sharp Objects by. Ooh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gillian? So... Gillian? Gillian? Gillian. Gillian. Gillian Flynn. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, okay. And we'll put these in the show notes. Like, I mean, it sounds like yeah. you have some suggestions for a little grittier, a little more But maybe if grabby. we had read Agatha Christie, we'd be like, oh. So I, I don't want the Agatha right. Christie of our And generation. I am compelled to read. I really, I really would like to read And Then There Were None, mm-hmm. which is the Agatha Christie book, which made it onto the Great American Read. Because mm-hmm. the person in... Who talked about it is Gillian Flynn. Oh, who said that huh. that book really, really like influenced her, and she, like she read it as a young kid, and it was the first time that she was like, "Oh, I can wh- do this better." She, yeah. <laughs> or no, she was like, "Ooh, adults are gonna die." You know what <laughs> I mean, she was. I mean, she's definitely. Yeah, she's. I'd hang out with her. Yeah, it was really funny. Like she just said, some people like don't like to flip over rocks, and I'm like. Boink, you know, <laughs> so, um, oh, nice. yeah, so, you know, I don't, I don't know how. It was a formative experience. Yeah, and cool. I don't, I don't know how uh, gritty Agatha Christie ever got, but she obviously uh, laid a groundwork for mm-hmm. Gillian Flynn to be like, weird, oh, let me get you. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll add a couple of those and we'll put in the Agatha Christie. And it might also just be like mm-hmm. how I don't really care for Bob Dylan that much, but I do love Bob tons of people who are. <laughs> Influenced by Bob Dylan. There you go. I like cause them to be better uh, performers, and so that's really astute. But that means I'm not going to read Agatha Christie. Hmm. I still <laughs> might. I okay. might. I might get there. I mean, it doesn't. It's not a very big book, so Mm-mm. I'll just try it. But and I maybe would... listen to it while you're painting. I... <laughs> All right. Cool. So wrapping. We didn't love it. No, but I can see it has its purpose for its reader. Somebody. Who maybe wants right. something slower, something that um, you just don't really have to like. Yeah. It was definitely atmospheric. Uh-huh. Yeah. So rainy. You, right. And, and those, and all the birds. We forgot about the birds. Yeah. about the birds. Yeah. So. Um, well, and then I listened to her, another one of hers. What the bots was it called? In a dark, dark wood, uh-huh. which I think was one of her earlier ones, okay. maybe. And uh, that was also very atmospheric, different sort of atmosphere, but okay. also not an edge of your seat thing, but also good for right. painting. Okay, so this could totally be your jam. It wasn't ours, but it was not maybe a nice road trip book. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, I think it might be a yeah. good road trip book. Mm-hmm. So In the rain with the birds. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, that was, she said, she said that. Yeah, it was. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what are we, you got nothing on here. So we can't let you reading. We can't let me know what you're doing. Oh, I got to go first. No, do you want me to do? Yeah, you go first. All right. So. You have to spell it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm the kind of person who is a jerk. And like if multiple <laughs> Polly's nodding her head vigorously. Uh if you if multiple people recommend something to me, I'm more and more likely to be like, no, 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 I don't want to. because uh, I'm four, I guess. But but there is this time is one of those times where I didn't do that and I am so glad that I didn't do my initial impulse. Yay. So Schitt's Creek, S-C-H-I-T-T apostrophe dollar sign, actually, according to the, <laughs> the actual thing. Right. Uh, Creek, C-R-E-E-K, Creek. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so Kimberly and Meredith were, oh, God, were quoting it just non stop they'd be like ew david oh david oh, david and i was like this is so annoying is this that is so, this is where this i love that for you came from i heard <gasps> i i believe is it, oh, it okay. comes from well it makes sense because it makes total my kids sense. say i love that for you it all of the time makes total sense because okay. these people are hilarious uh so i mean just quoting it incessantly it was awful and so finally I caved somehow. I don't know. I think I'm just like to shut them up maybe. And oh, it's so good. It's okay. So it's like it's a riches to rags sort of story. And the characters at first are just deplorable, just like super duper incredible, just disgusting wealth. And then they get everything taken away from them except for this town that the dad bought the son as a joke because it's called Shit's Creek. And so then they're like, well, actually, the one asset you do have is this entire town that no one's going to want to buy. And so you just have to live there. And so they start out just clueless as far as, like, how at normal people live. Um, and then slowly they just start learning emotions and having, like, they just – they're growing as people. And oh. it's so wonderful. It's really, really clever. Um, it addresses things like sexuality and stuff like that really interestingly. Um there's uh it's so quotable which is why they were quoting it all the time <laughs> i've also like picked up so many mannerisms and it's like uh, just i'm so annoyed by myself because <laughs> i can see myself doing these alexis hand gestures which if you have watched the show is that what you're doing right now yes okay if you've watched the show and then there was this line today on the episode i was watching this morning um and it was like so Alexis and David are the brother and sister, and she's, like, 29, and he's, like, 36. And they've never really had, like, their own actual jobs, you know, this sort of thing. Hmm. Um, they always private school. They're just, like, not good at humaning. Hmm. Um, but he says he says something like, well, there's not going to be someone you can flirtatiously boss around. And she said, I'm sorry to tell you, David, but there's always someone for me to flirtatiously boss around. And I was like, oh, no, that's me. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So isn't this an interest? This is an interesting take, though. Like, hot take. That they're not good at humaning. Mm -hmm. And yet they come from the group of people uh -huh. who run everything in our country. Yeah. But they have no they really, idea. Yeah. Like, like, I think is, I don't know if that's also another angle that they're taking or just well a, and they're teased for it for sure and cheeks are like yeah it's like these these people don't know how to do anything mm, yeah um and yet no, these are the exact people who right. who yeah. get elected to congress and yeah. who who yep. who run who own everything, who own everything yeah. and run all of our companies and well and this is canadian so yeah that is probably the commentary 
because they're Canadians. <laughs> um, they well, that's interesting. It's really good, and you at first you're like, oh, I mean, the town that they go to. I mean, it's called Shit's Creek. Yeah, and the mayor, his name is Roland, so his name is Roland Shit. Uh, and you're <laughs> like, oh god, this is gonna be like making fun of a yokel sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really not. They're wonderful. They're wonderful. I so don't it's just, like it's so good. Chris. What's his name? I don't know. Oh, is that Roland? Is that the it mayor? Might be the first episode where he is <gasps> like. Know who Chris is. Why am I? I like Eugene Levy. Name? Yes, I love. I uh, and I love Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, it's just um. Yeah, it's the guy that they meet when they get there. Yeah, he might be the mayor. The mayor. Who, like yeah. I have only, like, I've seen like the first two episodes. Uh huh. And it gets so much better. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. So you just have to stick it out through Hashtag the first gets, couple. Gets better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Step it up for the first couple episodes. So what did I say? You said episodes. Cool. Yeah. Great. <laughs> that's so. Also, what I'm doing awesome. when I'm not reading is making fun of Polly. But that's nothing new. <laughs> that's, an, that's like a full time job. So that's been my main my main thing. Okay. And then also playing around in my yard now that it's. Uh, Spring gonna be. Um, I hope. I hope. Okay. So. Oh, and I found out that all the vine that I cut out, cut down last week, was not poison ivy. Oh, yay! Yeah, I'm not allergic. Okay, good. So it was I something else. No, but this right. way, I'm not endangering anybody else. Good, good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What, what am I doing? I actually am. Um, I was off work yesterday, so I dragged my spousal unit to. Um, to the paint store because <laughs> you know i think we've talked about this Put on, on here before wear. so i've lived in this house a couple years now and i i've painted two we'll rooms three years three rooms yeah this summer oh, will be three years boy. i know um i've painted i know so you've probably maybe now we've only had the podcast no, for but two you had years. just bought it but yeah so um you know i was telling myself oh, i'm just living with it mm-hmm. seeing how the light plays doodly do mm-hmm. but really i just am i just am lazy and what i ha- what i know that the concept is it's just paint mm-hmm. if you don't you like it, it you yeah. can redo it however that's a lot of work. Yeah. And it costs money, it costs money. you know, to have to redo it. Mm-hmm. And in our old age, we've started buying more expensive paint mm-hmm. because yeah. it lays better yeah. and you you don't have so much shenanigans with it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, there's... Yeah, a so that could be like 40 bucks a gallon and then that's right. a lot of money. Um, so I, you know, we did our dining room this really dark color and mm-hmm. I really love it. But also the lighting's not right. And like for to have such a dark color, mm-hmm. you need to do some other things with it. And so it's just been sitting there. And like there's – I keep wanting to paint like one room like a honey yellow. I've never painted a room yellow before. Yellow can go so terribly wrong. It could. You have to have the right yellow. So can green though. I really mm-hmm. don't green very much. So, um, it, you know, you don't want it to look like baby poop. Mm-mm. You don't want it to look like clown Mm-mm like kids room no you have just i want it to be like this highlighter warm tuscan sort yes. of sunlit mm-hmm. warmth yeah i say but all twice. but not too orangey yeah not too because yeah because you've got other orange so you don't i love yeah. orange 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 um well, so ace do you ever get the paint samples from ace that are five dollars no i maybe i can't well i think i we went to sherwin williams and mm. possibly they might have i know Snoots. Snoots. But this is five dollars for a sample. Well, 
Yeah. I just need to find the So the guy at Sherwin-Williams actually gave me the huge I know, color that's deck. Awesome. I sent it. I sent yes. a picture of it to you. It gave me the huge, huge color deck. And actually, I was. I think I convinced my spouse. Well, I think we actually pretty much in 30 years, the one thing I've learned about him is that he does not like wallpaper. Mm. And I want mm. wallpaper. What about the temporary stuff? Uh, I don't have to talk about that. So mm. uh, I found some wallpaper that I really, really wanted. <laughs> And, and he's think, like, nah. Yeah. He's like, uh, I think we're going to get it, though. This is what's... Tell this, him either wallpaper or dog. This is what's going to happen. Uh, we're going to get the wallpaper, mm-hmm. and, and he's going to be like, I'm not putting that up. No, I'm like, mm-hmm. cool. And I'll start and putting start, it up, and then he'll be like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then he'll come in. He will not be able to stop himself. Yep. He will be compelled to come oh. in and just see what's happening. That's and why I'm then, hoping he hangs out at my house sometimes. And then he'll just be like, ah, blah, you know, then I'll and make it happen. Done. Yeah. So um, that could happen. But cool. also we found Good thing this... he doesn't listen to the podcast, does he? No, not. He hasn't in a long time. Oh, good. So we could just talk about him. Um, also, I found, like, I really, I want to put, like, gold bees around my house. And so I found the stencil. Bees? Bees. Mm-hmm. I found a honeybee stencil. Aww. And I would like to actually go into my room that is painted this really, it's called Seaworthy is the color. It's Sherwin-Williams mm-hmm. Seaworthy. It's this real, it's, is it navy? Oh, is it it's gorgeous. green? Like, it's so dark. We could do a, we could do a swatch of it on the Yeah, show but I actually, I really cares. want to go in there and mm, stencil. Be it up. I want to stencil mm-hmm metallic gold bees in like there. gold foil or like mm, gold paint oh, gold paint i know just to like give it pops of some yeah. brightness mm-hmm. um plus and bees then, are great plus bees are great and mm-hmm. then and then i was also thinking of painting my this is getting really longer than i thought yeah. it was <laughs> that was also and i think i found the gold the, the goldish yellow that i really want and i think i'm just gonna paint my bath my my bedroom and bathroom that color or at least because and then we can live with it in a room Let's see how it goes. So the guy, I talked to this guy, and I, I talked to the guy, Greg was his name, mm-hmm. who gave me the color thing at Sherwin-Williams, who was fantastic, also told me I should also be drinking a glass of wine while I make my color decisions. Mm-hmm. He's, I said, what color do you not paint a bathroom if you want to, like, understand how your makeup actually looks. And mm-hmm. he said, blues. Never paint blue in your bathroom. Oh. And people put blues yeah, in their bathroom all the time because they're like, water. Can you do do a light peach? Oh, my Well, God. he said, pe- he said the... peaches, oranges, mm-hmm. yellows are great for cool. bathrooms. And it's good for you. So, well, that makes sense because, like, blue lighting is awful. Mm-hmm. So. so I hmm. could. And there's a skylight in my bathroom. So mm-hmm. it gets, like, oh, yeah. different kinds of light all day long. What? Nothing. <laughs> this is getting really we need long. To paint podcast, and we need Sherman Williams to sponsor us. <laughs> Sponsored by Sherman Williams and Greg. and Boda Box <laughs> and Boda Box. Just some ideas, guys. Just some ideas. Uh, if anyone's listening out there who would like to sponsor us, yes. Although I don't think we're allowed as a nonprofit entity mm, to get sponsors. No, we can move our operation elsewhere. Now, well, <laughs> to Sherwood hmm. Williams. <laughs> Any who's. Oh my God. Okay. Well, that's probably what I'll be, what I will be doing over the next few weeks, aside from wiping mud off my dog's oh feet, God. is uh, I think I'm going to just start painting things. Put on a Ruth Ware book. Uh, so, appro- I did not mean to bring this full circle, but I did. Yep. Well, because we read and paint a lot. 
Those are the two things we do. Reading can't always be reading and painting. That's a lie. That's yes, a lie. we can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the same time with our ears. All right. Do All we have, right. What's happening at LPL or around town? Do we have anything? Heck if I know. Have anything? I know that we just. You probably want to drop about Jessamine Ward again, just oh, in case God, you missed yeah. it. April eleventh. April eleventh. I think that the next. You need to get it. You need to get. Yeah, tickets. you need to get a ticket. They're it's free, free, but you need to get a ticket. Yes. I got mine on December sixth. Wow. It's been starred in my inbox. Well, we <laughs> we didn't. We got it a couple weeks ago, but they still had tickets as of yeah. then. So it's at the Leeds Center. Lead Center? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, she's just the best. Well, our hope is to read and discuss Salvage the Bones maybe next. Yeah, I think that's what we'll be doing for next time. We'll see. No, we will. We'll, we'll see us do it. <laughs> okay. All right, happy reading. Happy Happy painting. That's it for this edition of the Book Squad podcast. For more details on any of the books or events mentioned in this episode, visit our website, lplks.org. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe. Please rate or comment. It helps others find the podcast. Our Book Squad librarians are Polly Ken and Kate Gramlich. Our theme music is by Heidi Lynn Gluck. I'm Jim Barnes. And this has been a production of the Lawrence Public Library.